Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Personalized. Um, before we dive in, obviously the uh, the big spoiler for this episode it's it's with my mom. Um, you know, my mom, she she's my mom. You know, she she's my mom. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I really don't know how much more to say. You know, she's 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 a makeup sales lady for Unique on the side, and she she's works she's working the medical field, and um, you know it. There's not much to say without giving spoilers away. But before before we dive in, um, I, I do just want to reiterate, you know, Lena Davis is my mother, but I, I do have uh, another mom who's been in my life since the land before time. Um, Pamela King, she's my uh, she's my stepmother, and um, she's not in this episode, but you you will be hearing from her in in the future. Um, and just to give you a little background on her, she's if you don't know, she works the office manager in, in sales and um for Harley Davidson and um you know, and she's like, again, she's been there before land before time. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, you know, moms, man, just make sure for mother's day, you know, it don't, it don't matter. Like it, it don't have to be somebody that's like blood related to you. That's, that's somebody that's, you know, by marriage. Like if there, if there's somebody that's been in your life, that's been like your mom, tell them about your mother's day. You know, it, you ain't even got to like put any details if you don't want to, but just tell them happy Mother's Day, especially with a time like this. You know, every mother in any capacity is worried about their kids, you know, and they need some loving and they need somebody to tell them, you know, I, I thank you for being my mother. And so to my moms, you know, everywhere, you know, Pam, Lena and, you know, everybody that's been in my life who's given me any motherly advice or, or comfort, you know don't stop you know this day is for you and with that being said enjoy Um, so with this being Mother's Day, I want to start right off the bat. What what is what would be your perfect Mother's Day like? Um, in general, like what if you? I'm sure there's been some you liked and some some you you weren't. You know, like what what would be your perfect Mother's Day? To have both my kids here, um, my grandson. I guess. I mean, I really don't have a whole. You know, I'm not easy to please. I'm not hard to please. So really, just having. <laughs> you guys here and, you know, engaging and, um, hanging out. We're, moms are so easy. We really are. I think we complicate it for, I do the same thing with my mom and even my mother. in law I mean, we complicate it. We, we want to do something like amazing and, you know, like earth shattering and something that they just, that makes them cry. I, we're easy. We really just want your time. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I actually have a counter to that ish. Um, Yesterday, Abby, mom, and I were talking about like because um, her birthday and Mother's Day kind of almost clashed together, right? Yeah. Um, and I asked mom, I'm like, you know, because originally she, because she's a she loves the Top Gun movies, and so like originally I was going to get her uh, tickets to go see the new movie, but obviously with everything going on, it got pushed back. And so I was like, mom, sure. what can what give me something I can actually give you for your birthday? And all she says is toilet paper. 
<laughs> well, mm. look, right now, that's a commodity. Do you know I can't find any? Yeah. Did you know I looked? I looked to ship you <laughs> toilet paper yesterday. Could not everywhere that would give me, everywhere I had your zip code, they were like, you can't ship toilet paper there. You but can't I, ship toilet I, paper there. I can't figure it out. Like, what are we supposed to do? I almost sent you, like, baby wipes. I did. I was like, you know, these could work. But uh, apparently not a lot of people are using those um, those little special butt wipe things you can get from different places. <laughs> not a lot of people. I don't know why they wouldn't grab those first, but no one's touching them. You can't them. stick them in the toilet. Yeah. And you're going to clog your toilet up. Especially in certain systems. It'll, uh, like, the there's something about uh, the, I, it's like, I don't know. There, there was, like, something in the sewer system in the UK, like, years ago, where it was just this coagulation of, like, um... I don't I don't know what it is in toilet paper wipes, but like there's this like jelly fat substance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably so. And it clogs up sewers and especially if you have a septic system, it's like no bueno. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I I don't know what we're gonna do. So I mean like I can only think like right now. And and honestly, you know, at my age, I don't need anything. I get when my mom used to say that. I was like, Of course you need something. Um you know, I really can't think of anything that I absolutely burning have to have. I love when you take time to pick out a gift for me, like the candle you got me that one year that says smells like mom's house. Um, and it didn't smell like, you know, um, ass. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> um, um, what was the mother- best Mother's Day gift you have gotten? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this. Oh, God. <laughs> uh. What do you do when you have two kids? Well, obviously, whatever it was, it, ca- it came from you because your brother, you know, he doesn't ever think about anything. When I get something, it comes from Kenzie because your brother doesn't think about shit. Um, so I'm sure whatever it was. Of my two boys, you're the most um, sentimental. Mm. So, um God. I, Do you remember the um, – you – I don't remember if it was Mother's Day, but you made me, you just took this piece of cardboard that you found somewhere and you, um, you drew on it and you drew a lighthouse and you said, um, a mom's like a lighthouse, always pointing her kids to, to the um, shore. Yes. I still have it. Um, which I mean, I keep everything, but I still have that. And that's something that I've just have always loved. Where is it? Um, it's in one of the bedrooms. Because I had a plan. I wanted to to frame it um, and put it up somewhere. It's just one of those things I just hadn't got to. But I have it, and I kept it. Like, I didn't throw it in the fire um, <laughs> for fire starter, um, but I kept it because I loved it. Let's, okay, then high school. Where did you go to high school at? I went to high school in Orange, California. And what year did you graduate? 1991. Where did you go after high school? This is something that I don't think I've ever actually gotten a clear answer. Like I knew, I know you and you know you you went to the military, but but like where? How did this happen? Oh, um, <laughs> gosh! I wish this was video and you could see what's going on behind me. <laughs> is it Mark? <laughs> yes, yes, he's in here with his coffee cup. Um, hey, bud, I'm gonna go buy your mama's all. Uh... Mother's Day present real quick. It's a golf package. <laughs> <laughs> and since she don't play golf, I'm going to go use it. 
She's such a lucky girl. <laughs> Bye. Have fun. Um, so when I got out of high school, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a tough question because I think there's things that you don't know about me. All right. So you may not know this, but I was married in high school, out of high school. To before you got. So there, <laughs> my high school sweetheart, like a dummy. Um, yeah. And he was in the army and we lived in Florida. Um, it was one of those things where it just wasn't a great idea, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> so, um, and we lived in Florida and then when we decided that we really had just made a mistake, um, I did not want to go back home and live with parents. I mean, you can't be on your own and then decide, I think I'm going to go back home. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. it just doesn't work. You know, like you're independent, you have your own life, and then you um, go back and have to live under their rules. That just wasn't going to happen. So that's when I joined the Army. What year was this? That was 91. Well, the end of 91, beginning of 92. Okay, so. And it just wasn't ever something that we talked about because it really wasn't important. (laughs) Yeah. So you joined in the military. Yes. And you went in to be a medic, right? I did. Um, Okay, so this is when, where did dad come in the picture? I met your dad when I got to my first duty station in Kansas, Fort Riley, Kansas. And dad was being a mechanic on the Humvee or working. He on was. The, and how did you, how did you two meet? Like, I mean, we were in different units. I, we met like partying in the barracks. Like he knew somebody who I knew, you know, and when you're young, you're in the military, when you're not on duty, that's what you do. You hang out in the barracks, you get drunk, you party. Um, and I, I just met him that way. I can't even remember who introduced us. I think I think I've heard a little bit of that story um, before because dad does dad doesn't obviously remember a lot of the details. I don't uh, either. <laughs> so how long was it before? Because um, at some point you guys ended up leaving the military after you had Jessup. Because you had no. me, right? No, we had. I got out when I was pregnant with you. I got out on a pregnancy discharge because. When you're in the military you and you have children, you have to do a family care package. And what that is, is it's legal documents where you give your chi- you give custody of your children to someone. That way, if you're deployed, the military says, hey, you got somebody to take care of your kids. You got to go. You can't say, I want to stay home with my kids. And I did not have anybody in my life that I was comfortable enough to go off to who knows where and leave you behind. It just wasn't an option for me. I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go somewhere and and not be there with you. Um, and your dad was getting out. And so that's when I applied to get a pregnancy discharge. Because I got out a month before you were born. Your dad was already getting out. And um, in one of the things, um, if they give you a pregnancy discharge, basically in black and white, they're not going to pay for the baby. So you have to be out before you deliver. So I got out a month before you were born. So what happened then? We came to North Carolina because your dad said, I can't raise my kids 
in a state, you know, our choice was either go to California or go here. Um, I can't raise my kids there. So we came here to the land of opportunity. <clears throat> I say that <laughs> with all sarcasm intended because there ain't shit here. Um, oh, and the other thing he told me was, oh, and I was like, I really don't want to go somewhere where it snows. I mean, we had been in Kansas. It snowed all the time. I'm a California girl stuck in you know, yeah. snow. I don't know how to drive in it. I hate it. I don't, I don't like to be cold and wet. Um, he was like, oh, it never snows where I'm from. Never snows. Oh, my God. The first winter we were here, they got the worst snow ever. And I, like, I gave him so much oh. shit. What was that? That was, um, which, uh. It was that... in 95. Had to be yeah. in 95. I don't know. And and he's right. It doesn't snow all the time, but you have to understand this was my first experience here. So I get here and I'm like, you're a liar. <laughs> you brought me here and I'm in snow. <laughs> there was, there was, there's what there's been, I was like, there was another big blizzard, I think. in like, Oh, four. Oh, we've had a few. We've oh. had a few doozies. Yeah. Um, where did Michigan come in the picture? Oh God. So, <sighs> Your dad and I were having a hard time. Um, you know, marriage is hard. And when you're young and irresponsible, you don't you don't take care of your marriage, which is what you should do. And now, at my age, looking back, I can see that. But when you're young, you don't know that. You just, you're dumb. So we were having a hard time. And I decided I was done with this shit. We, well, let me just back that up. It's not fair for me to throw it all on your dad. We were both young and dumb, and we both made mistakes. Anyways, I just decided I couldn't do it anymore. So we had friends that we met. Um, we were very close to when we were in the military. Um, matter of fact, the husband and your dad were in the same unit. Like, I want to say he was his sergeant or something. Anyway, we went there um, to try to start a new life. And I don't even know why, to be honest, looking back now, who knows? It was just, <laughs> it was just an escape. It was just stupidity, but yeah. And I hated it there. Oh my God. But <laughs> you know. So, <clears throat> um, where were you and dad when Jessup came? Obviously I was born in Halifax and I'm pretty sure Jessup was, but like, yeah. where, so where were you and dad at, at that time with, with everything with Jessup? Because Jessup came in the picture in 96. Right. We were still in North Carolina. What house exactly do you remember saying? Oh, uh, we were living with your grandma. <laughs> yeah, there I am already. I have a baby and I'm pregnant again. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Whose idea was this? That was such a bad idea. <laughs> so, um, And, you know, the weird thing about being pregnant with your second child and you're a guy, so, and you may not understand this, but you love your first child so much and you think, I could never love another child this much. Like, you're almost, you almost, or maybe I'm just messed up in the head, but you almost grieve that pregnancy. Like, I don't want to be pregnant again because then I have to share all my affection with somebody else and I want to give it all to my kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I don't know, maybe I'm just messed up. Maybe there's other parents that are like, oh, I can just do, I don't know. But in my head at the time, it was like, I almost didn't want to have another child because I wanted to give all my attention and affection to you. Um. So, you know, you had me and Jessup. Um, obviously, you had to stay with us for a while while dad was working like eight different jobs from what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we'll get, 
we will for sure. He'll we'll begin to set a setup. But what ha- where did you go? Like, what was your like? What did you start doing after Jessup and I? Because I, I'm you know, there's a lot I don't remember, and that's one of the things. Um, so when I first got out of the army and I had had you, I did private duty in home care. So I would I worked for a little home care agency, and I would go to, um, you know, people's houses who were at home and needed in home care. And I would just go and, you know, take help them with their activities of daily living and take care of them. And um, I got to meet a lot of interesting people. And that was the first time that I ever in my life saw people bury their family in their backyard. Like I was out in the country, you know, where and where I come from, I came from the city. So I wasn't used to that. And I remember I went to this one lady's house. She was so sweet. This was like her big, huge family estate. Um, And she was bedridden and, um, you know, you get to, you get a, um, a relationship with these people and you get to learn about them. And she was telling me that when I pulled up in the driveway, I saw a family cemetery, the headstones and all that. And I don't know, in one of the conversations, she told me that her babies were buried outside the bedroom window. And I was just like, I was horrified. I just don't think I could have slept in that room if my children were, you know what I mean? Like, and she was old. So you got to remember, she probably lost children to things that we don't lose children to anymore. Um, yeah. So what did you ask me? (laughs) (laughs) I remember I was saying, it reminds me of there's, there's a whole play called buried child. Um, that reminds me of, but yes, uh, I was at Southern people. If they have like huge estates, like it's, they just buried uh, grandma in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really weird for me to get used to. We've had um, uh, a couple of where I'm living right now of like, I remember driving through these areas and like outside of neighborhoods, there would be these huge plots of land with these smaller like graveyards in them. There would be just a couple people like yeah. buried in a plot and they completely developed around this graveyard recently. Yes, yes. So they built an entire neighborhood and have this one plot of land. They can't touch it because, you know, yeah. it's, it's owned by somebody. Um, right. And, it, and, and I was like, I'm ter- I would be terrified to live there because that graveyard's been there forever. Yeah. And, like, you've just built an entire community on it. Oh. Um, I just, I'm weirded out by that. Uh-huh. So Me let me too. just go on record to say, if I die, or when I die, because hopefully, you know, I'm going to die before you, um, please do not bury me in the backyard. I don't, care, I don't care what you do with me. You can cremate me. You can. I don't care, but just don't put me in the backyard. Okay. Um. <laughs> Vincent's like, um, okay. <laughs> um. So, um, how long were you doing that? Oh, God, son, I don't remember. A few months, a year. I mean, it wasn't long because then I just needed to be at home with you guys. Yeah, Jessup needed all the help he did. <laughs> She, okay. <laughs> I mean, you got to think, I had two kids, 10 Who months apart. every day. Yeah, oh my God. Well, not in the beginning. You guys didn't in the beginning. It wasn't until you started getting in that little independent stage. You know, your children, as they get in the twos and the threes, the reason why they call them the terrible twos and threes is because you guys are learning your independence and you're trying to figure out, you know, how things work and who you are. That reminds me, your brother sent me a picture yesterday of Bentley. Um, 
he was Bentley being his son, your grandson, my grandson. Yeah. He was um, riding his bike, but his training wheels were like kind of off. So he told, told Bentley, you got to get off, dude. I got to fix your training wheels. And Bentley went to the, the toolbox and, um, and got the, the little, I don't know, the silver thing, the ratchet, whatever you call it. And went over there to fix his own training wheels. I mean, he's two. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah, I remember dad getting that picture. He showed me yesterday. He was like, yeah, he, he's, he, I was just saying, I was having to be uh, talking to dad when he was like, look what your brother just sent me. And uh, yeah, he was giggling like a little schoolgirl. He's like, I remember having to do that with you and Jessup. Oh, so cute. There he was trying to fix his own little training wheels. Sweet. Isn't it funny how day and night difference Jessup and I are? Yes. And can was I tell you ever- what a challenge? It was a challenge to to mother two children who are so completely different. I I do remember like uh the story of um I don't remember like we were what preteens I think. Um you and Mark were going you and Mark and Jessup were going big time into the taekwondo and we were at this yeah. boys and girls club. Yeah. I know you remember this story. I know you remember what I'm about to say. Uh, what's funny is that the night that all this happened was the night I think I sat down and started writing Freebird. So um, while they were back there doing you know Taekwondo and stuff, and they came out, and Jessup wanted to come just harass and hang out with me. Well, we were playing pool, and I don't remember what started it, but Jessup started hitting me with a pool stick. So we got into a bit of an argument. It turned as <laughs> boys would do. Um Long story short, I ended up breaking Joseph's jaw with a pool stick. What? It, well, you didn't, it you didn't break it, but it was it was bad. Like, I took him to the hospital. I was afraid that's what had happened. Um, you didn't break it, but, you, yeah, you did some damage to your brother. I did, but you I, need to back up before that. Do you remember when we moved into the house when you guys first got your own rooms on Circle? I, you may not remember this, but what I – let me tell you what I remember seeing from my perspective. So you each had your own room for the first time because you always shared a room. And your brother, as much as you think, you know, your brother um, irritated you. You know why he did that? Because he wanted to be where you were. So you had your own room and you were so excited. You were in your room and you were doing Wait, is that the blue house? Yes. Okay, okay. And your brother just wanted to be where you were. Like, he didn't want to just go hang out in his room. He didn't know how to do it. He was always with you. So I was sitting on the couch and I could see down the hallway to your room from where I was and your brother would stop at the door and you would tell him to get out. And every time he stepped his foot, you had a, you had a plastic hanger in your hand. And every time he stepped his foot over the threshold of the door, you would hit him with the plastic hanger. And I was like, God, stop. He just wanted to be where you were. But because you guys were so night and and day, everything he did irritated you. Everything you did irritated him. But if you look at, if you step outside that and look, he just wanted to be with his big brother. Well, before we get sentimental, I do want to finish the pool stick story because you know what happens next. <laughs> so to go back to the night and day difference, um, so Joseph's, Joseph's messed up, you know, like they're, Joseph's hurt the weekend, you know, I'm, I clearly was in the wrong. Um, so mom's punishment, and this is where the night and day difference comes in. Where if it was Jessup, she would have just grounded Jessup or he wouldn't have been able to go on and or hang out with his friends or something. Me, what got me was that there was a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament that weekend. 
<laughs> mom, mom didn't have to ground me. She didn't have to take me away. All she had to do was not let me at a tournament. And I felt like my life, I remember feeling like my life was over. I was like, I was going to win this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, um, was there any, like, what other funny stories do you remember about Jessup and I? I don't remember what year it was or when it was, but do you remember it was April Fool's and I had, I had just come home from work and it was just evidently, I mean, those years were hard years. You're working, trying to support your family. There's Where were pressures you working at, at work. Time during that? I think I was doing insurance. Um, there's pressures at work. There's pressures everywhere and it kind of consumes you as a parent. And so you come home and, um, Anyways, you guys had rearranged the entire kitchen. Do you remember this? I mean, and I don't mean just rear like you guys moved everything around. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> oh my god! And you were like, "April Fools, man! I can't find shit, and I gotta cook you dinner." <laughs> you guys had complete. I mean, you just there's one thing you just do not mess with a woman's kitchen. But you had completely, like, just completely disrupted my whole day. <laughs> She everything. Hey, 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 hey. Hold on now. Mom and Mark got their fair square of jokes back on us. Oh, yeah. Oh, first of all, Scrappy and Scooby. That was a... So, Jessup and I, for listeners, we were staying at... Um, <clears throat> my, we were staying at our grandmother's, who was, like, up in Virginia. And Mom and Mark had gone... You guys went somewhere while we were there. You guys went and did something big, I thought. And it wasn't a casino. It was something different. I don't remember. But they had called us and they were like, hey, we guys got you something. And we're like, what is it? And they're like, well, it's got fur and stuff. And we're like, well, what is it? And they're like, we can't tell you. And somebody gave up that their names were Scrappy and Scooby. I don't even remember how that started either. Because I know that was not our choice. (laughs) But we 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 get back home and mom and Mark had went and got two kittens. Two sisters to be exact. And we grew up with those damn cats. And those things... And, okay. In in the cat's defense, Jessup and I were also terrors to each other and them to an extent. Like, we thought it would be funny that when the other one was distracted, one of them would pick up the cat and put it on top of each other's heads. <laughs> yes, uh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Like, we never hated the cats, but the cats hated us. Right. No, but you guys did love the cats because, like, I have memories of you guys sitting there, you know, in front of the TV rubbing the cats. So, but the idea was to teach you responsibility. <laughs> we should have got you a fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, we try to get fish. I've had plenty of beta fish. I accidentally killed. Um, I want to say either Jessica or I got some. I want to. I know Grandma Hazel got us a few fish in a lifetime. That I mean, we just we were bad with fish. Do you remember? The beta fish. This is what we did. So you each had your own fish. I don't remember when you got it, but you each picked out your own fish. Like we let you pick out the color and all that. And we were, um, and the thing was, we, um, we put them on top of the TV and they each had their own bowl. Well, I had gone to work that day, came home, picked you guys up from daycare. We get home. And the first thing we see is like, it looks like leaves in front of the TV, like dead dried up leaves. And I was like, what happened? Um, and then we realized the fish had seen each other, right, from the bowls. 
they weren't in the same bowl, but they were side by side and they had <gasps> seen each other. And evidently they, they tried to kill each other and they jumped out of the bowls and they laid there and died while we were all gone that day. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my gosh. God. You guys were devastated. I was trying to like be nonchalant about it and not let you guys see what happened so that, but you guys are both crying. Like there I am sitting there with you guys with these dead fish. <laughs> oh, it was, it was horrible. Um, I do remember another prank. I was going to wait for Mark's episode for this, but I, I mean, obviously it'll be brought up, but Mark, mom, you had a hand in that because you didn't stop it. But Mark got me and Jessup really good one year, really good, um, for Christmas. Um, <laughs> do you remember this? Yeah. So Jessup asked mom and Mark, he's like, can I get a paintball gun? And mom's like, why on earth would we get you a paintball gun? And that's all Jessup wanted. <laughs> and, and back to the night and day thing, I was wanting an Xbox 360. That's the only things we wanted for Christmas. So we opened up all our other presents, or it was before we opened up the other presents, I think. One of the two. But um, So Mom and Martin, like, we got you guys one more surprise each, but they're in the living room. And we're like, okay. So we go running in there. I know you weren't in the room, Mom. I don't know if it's because you were trying not to laugh at what happens next. But I know Mark was in there because he, wait- he, he was waiting to just rub it in. But he goes, all right, here's your boxes. Um, I don't remember who opened whose first, um, but mine uh, mine was a box that said Xbox 360 potato version, and Mark had Mark and Mom had taken a box and putting a bag of potatoes in it. <laughs> I don't remember the potatoes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Jessup had gotten a picture printed out of a paintball gun, and yeah. that was his gift. Yeah, because, I mean, do you remember when he... I don't know. You guys were with your dad and somebody got a BB gun and decided they were going to go <laughs> shot a hole in the, your dad's, um, the windshield on your dad's truck that didn't run anyway. And then like the TV <laughs> and the trailer. And I remember your dad called me that day. He was like, you need to come get him right now. Or I'm going to kill this kid. And I'm like, what? He's like, he shot my no. truck. I'm like, your truck doesn't run. Who cares? <laughs> Honestly, I never, do you know I have a handgun now? But do you know I never had one in the house when you guys were growing up? And you know why? Because I was afraid you guys were going to kill each other when I wasn't home. Honest to God. I mean, we were that violent. No, you guys weren't, but you just fought a lot. And I was afraid one of you was going to hurt the other. So I literally would not allow guns in the house. You know what you did allow? Huh? That wooden spoon. Oh, yeah. Y'all got, hey, I used to take that in a grocery store. Hey, you got to do what you got to do when you got two two hard-headed, knuckle-headed boys who, um, you know, but I mean, you guys weren't bad kids. You were just kids. Oh, do you remember when Jessup wouldn't come home at curfew? So you decided you were going to take, you got tired of the shit. So you called the police <laughs> and you waited for Jessup to get home. And when he came in, you you asked the officer to step in. And like, Jessup lost it when he saw oh the police God. officer. He was crying. Please don't take me from my mama. Please don't take me to jail. Please. And I was like, you, I got to know where you are. Like, you can't just not tell me. I mean, he was little. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, and it, he wasn't in any trouble, but it was just a way for him to talk to him because he wasn't listening to me to say, look, these are all the horrible things that can happen if you, you know, your parents need to know where you are, dude. You can't just run all over the neighborhood. You know, like I had visions of him being kidnapped and child trafficking or who knows what, you know, when you, when you, when it's dark. And it, I remember that night it was dark and it was getting ready to rain and I didn't know where my son was. I was unglued. Obviously, I was at the house. Right. I mean, you were kind of more of a homebody, but your brother was like, 
you know, wild as whatever. I mean, yeah. It's so interesting to watch him now. He's tamed down a little bit. I mean, he's still himself, but he's tamed down a lot since Bentley's come in the picture. And I am <laughs> loving it. Bentley's going to give him hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what, Abby, something's kind of funny about this. Uh, so, obviously, growing up, like, you know, we, Jessup and I were day and night. But, um, and I was more into, I would say, uh, you know, the Nerd obvious. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. You were intellectual. <laughs> right. Um. Jessup, on the other hand, could barely understand any of that stuff. He wasn't into it. Well, yeah. now Bentley is diehard in love with Disney movies, uh, yeah. Toy Story, everything. Yeah. So Jessup now has to suffer through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, I can't wait for you to have kids. It'd be interesting to see what your kids are like. I've already made it clear to, like, you know, anybody who I've has been in my life remotely close enough for that to ever get close to happen. I'm like... If my kid asks me anything about fishing or football, I'm going to have to send them to their grandpa. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Or your brother. <laughs> um. So, you know, you know. You obviously mentioned you worked in insurance, and you did. You know, you did the home thing. Um. Mm-hmm. I remember you working for. Was it Alltel? You worked for a cell phone company for like a second. Yeah. Um, you. I mean, you worked at like. You know, just like, well, dad's really only ever been plumbing or mechanic. Yeah, I like um, to do different I've, things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he well, he did he did the security guard um, or a corrections officer. He was a corrections exact. officer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, would you would you do those all over again? Like, what would you do different if you could go back and change those jobs? Or, you know, the career path you took, because yeah. obviously now you finally I'm assuming, you know, what you're doing now is basically what you've always wanted to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I started out working in the medical field and that was originally where I wanted to be. Um, and I'm actually contemplating going back to school. The problem is I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So, um, and I have a good job. I mean, I, I have, I really do have a good job. Like even right now in the middle of all this, um, I mean, I still have a job and there's so many other people who don't. So, um, would I, would I, no, you know what, those are, those jobs, when you have a family and, you know, the reality is everything is about survival. So sometimes you work jobs, you don't want to work because you need to pay your bills and you need to feed your kids. Um, so I don't think that I ever had a whole lot of jobs. I enjoyed the insurance business. It was stressful. I mean, I spent 10 years as an insurance agent. Your goal has always ever been to be in the medical field though. Oh Yeah. Yep, I think that's where I, I need to stay. It's where I'm most happy. But like, so right now you you te- you you're testing people currently, basically. Um, I'm a phlebotomist. I'm basically a um, patient care tech for LabCorp. So, um, I work at a family practice clinic, and um, yeah. So, you know, we pretty much do all of the all of the bodily fluids that get dropped off there are mine to deal with. Um, what would you do? Like, like, what is your dream in the medical field to be? Like, cause I've always, you always ever said, you know, you've, and when I asked you, you've always ever really, really said nurse, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do nursing. The more time I spend in this field, I really, nursing is not for me. I really like psychology. So I don't know. I don't know when all this mess is over. Um, you know, and I actually thought about just going to, um, um, MLT school. 
But then again, you have to remember where we live. You also have to take that into consideration. I mean, if you, where am I going to work? The only option for that is to work at the hospital. Um, so, I mean, if we lived in a bigger town with different opportunities, it would be different. And at some point in time, that may come for us, you know. Um, right now, we don't want to move that far away from, you know, obviously our parents who are aging. So, you know, it's weird, the circle of life. You know, originally you stay places because the schools are good for your kids and you do this and you do that. Now you're like, okay, the roles have switched. Now I'm staying in places because of my elderly parents and so what is the day-to-day life for you as far as, you know, because I mean, not only, you know, are you going to, you know, you're going to work and stuff and you're having to answer like eight different calls from me or Jessup, but like, um, you know, and you're still making calls, <laughs> but what is like a day-to-day job or day-to-day task for you? Uh, I get up, uh, I go to work, um, try to find time to exercise. My life is so boring. And then I come home and do laundry, cook dinner, you know, the usual Um, and then I sell, you know, I have my makeup business on the side that I work. Um, so, and it's pretty nice because I kind of just do whatever the heck I want to (laughs) do. I come home some nights, I'll send Mark a text and be like, dude, you got to get your own dinner because I'm not cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so why the makeup business? I love makeup. I'm girly. I'm a girly girl. Do you remember, um, (laughs) do you remember we lived in the little blue house and you guys were out in the yard and I wouldn't let your brother do something. And he spray painted something in the road. One of oh, y'all did it. Your brother no, always no, no, got no, the no. blame. Tell me the story. What's the backstory that I don't know about that. I didn't do that. I I don't think I was even there. I wasn't yes, even remotely there. Cause Mom, I couldn't decide I which one of y'all did it. No mom. Just so you're talking about when he spray painted bitch in the road, but he misspelled it. <laughs> No, he spelled it right. And my, and my, that was what I was more horrified about. Cause that told me he'd spelled it before. I, I, I wasn't there. I know I wasn't there for that. Cause that he was, he, he was over there near, um, um the Dunlow's Dunlow's. House. Yeah. yeah. I was, I think I was either, if I wasn't with Dylan, I was with another friend of mine somewhere around there okay. at the time. Cause I remember hearing the aftermath of the story and then having to go look at it to laugh. Yeah. I don't remember, but he did it because he was mad at me and he knew I used to walk. That was my walk-in circle. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, and he spelled it right. So we're going to play a little game. Oh no, I'm scared. I, I'm scared. Well, I was, <laughs> I, well, no, 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 no. It's not, I think it's more, you, I think you're, you would, you're going to be more excited about it. I think, um, okay. I was digging through and I was looking for, uh, uh, some material for things, and I found a game. Um, and as Abby pointed out, I found it on the Cosmopolitan website, not <laughs> not on purpose. God, okay. Um, so it's a quiz about how well do I know you? Okay. Um, so we're gonna go through the questions. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna nail it, but there are a few that I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard the answers to this before. Oh my god, I'm scared. Okay, go ahead, <laughs> Abby. Do you want to read them? Okay, um, so this is taken from the Cosmo. Uh, How well do you really know your mom? Quiz, which was published in 2016. Um, and the first question I get. So all of these, it looks like it's all targeted towards Vincent. <laughs> so, oh, that's fine. Um, uh, first question is, do do you know your mom's birthday? Yes, and actually, uh, not to go off on that, but the coolest thing about mom's birthday is like. 
And I've always found this like a pretty cool, weird, uh, how it rolls is that my birthday is on June 23rd. Jessup's is on May 8th. Mom's is on June 8th. What's even weirder about that? My birthday is 6-8. Your dad's is 8-6. Oh, wow. I never put that together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I nailed that one. <laughs> uh the the second one is what's your mother's place of birth <laughs> it was california that's the state um <sighs> I, I you know what i'm gonna take a shot in the dark here because i think i've heard this word somewhere from mom or grandma or somebody but sacramento negative i was born in orange california okay well i failed that one <laughs> I'm even now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number three is, do you know your mom's favorite food? See, that's a that's a really picky one. It is. It's hard. <laughs> well, I, I do want to fill in a funny story that um, <laughs> I remember when uh, when we were when we were getting custom in the second house that we were all living in. Um, mom, Mark, me, and Jessup, and mom for some reason was starting for like weeks, and I was like, I'm going to start cooking at home more often. <laughs> And so mom was experimenting with different foods. And, you know, they weren't that bad. They weren't. There were some times, though, where Mark was trying to be the nicest husband he could be and try to tell mom that it wasn't good food. Mom's turn. We're sitting at the dinner table. And Mark's like, Lena, I'm going to be honest. I don't like this. Mom is red. <laughs> Meanwhile, his sons are laughing hysterically. And you can see mom gets up and she's like throwing food away. <laughs> she is so bad, but, but we still ate most of it. And he's like, no, 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 we'll still eat it. We'll still Aww. eat it. <laughs> so I, to expand on that story, you may not remember this. Um, yes, there were times that I would cook something. We were trying different things and you guys were like, well, this is terrible. I don't like it. So, but I mean, it got to the point where everything I cooked, you guys didn't like. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm not cooking anymore. So, um, and then we sat, you know, and I got over that and I went back to the kitchen, cooked again. And Mark told you guys, I don't care how bad it is. Don't say a word. Just eat it. <laughs> so I cooked this frozen. I got this frozen thing one night. Like it was like one of those meals where it, it gives you everything and all you have to do is throw the meat in with it. I'm like, let's try that. It was terrible. We all sat down to eat. Nobody was talking. You guys, I swear you guys had tears in your eyes because you were trying so hard to not throw up. And, but nobody would say anything because you were scared to death that you were going to get in trouble. So I, um, Aww. and it was so bad. I just watched you guys and I was like, I cannot make them eat this. It's terrible. And I got up and took everybody's plates and you guys were like, what's wrong? And I threw it on the trash and I went to McDonald's. Do you remember that? Uh, uh, not at all. Yes. And, but you guys bless your hearts. You were such troopers. You were like, we can't say anything and we have to eat it. It was terrible. <laughs> um, so. It, I think, honestly, I think it's a form of pasta. What? Mom, I, I've never known you to, like, I've, ne- <laughs> I've never known what? you to enjoy one particular food. Now, alcohol and drink stuff, that's different. But, like, a particular food, like, I've, as far as I know, I've never known that you've fi- had one you really, really liked. Mexican's always my go-to. All right, that's fair. Damn it, Ooh. I should have thought of it. That was one, God, just right <laughs> in my face, too. Gosh, why don't you guys have those sounds where it goes like ding, 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 or when you, you know, get wrong. 
Yes. <laughs> Put it in post. <laughs> uh, um, uh, do you know your mom's phone well, number? Well, in my heart? defense, mom. See, it's bad because I know Pam's by heart because Pam's had the same one since I was like since Land Before Time. I've had this one for years too. I love that movie. It starts with eight nine. <laughs> Don't I'm get not, your mother's just... phone number out on the internet. <laughs> All right, I don't know the new one by heart. That's okay, but I mean, it's not new anymore. I mean, I've had it for years, but that's okay. But let me just tell you: Did you read my story on Facebook? Yeah, I mean, you got to remember phone numbers. This is so important. Like we, and I'm just as bad. We've gotten so bad with cell phones that we don't remember anybody's phone number anymore. So there I am at the, took my dogs to the vet, driving home. I stop at the store. I got, you know, big dogs and it was hot. So I had the air conditioner running. So I left the car on with the dogs in it, Um, had the air conditioner running, the music going. They were chilling. I was literally going in the store for two minutes. I come back out. Ember has locked the car door. So my car is running with my dogs in it. My cell phone is in the car. My purse is in the car because I'm an irresponsible person. And the only thing I have is my wallet. And I cannot remember a phone number to save my soul because my cell phone's in the car. And so I tried to get Ember to unlock it. Like I was like, Ember, unlock the door for mommy, you know, push the button. And yeah, that didn't work. So I had to go in the store and try and they let me use their phone, but try to remember a phone number to call. Like I couldn't even remember Mark. So I call the number that I'm assuming is his and in it, it was his phone number, but he wouldn't answer the damn phone because he didn't recognize the phone number. So, and I called it twice, like twice in a row. Cause I had a feeling that was going to happen. Like he wasn't going to answer cause he didn't recognize the number because with his job, he gets so many calls all day long. And sometimes he just doesn't know who these people are. So he doesn't answer it cause he's busy. So I finally have to call granny to get granny to come over to town to tell Mark what had happened to answer the phone, get keys and you know, come let me and the dogs in anyways. So, yeah, and he's literally two blocks away, and Granny's on the other side of town. So she did, but then he was so afraid because he realized, holy crap, that was her calling me. And he knows because we've had this conversation before. Like, hey, if you reckon if there's a number that calls you, just don't, and you know I'm not home, answer it. What if it's me? What if it was somebody that kidnapped me and the dogs, and like they were gonna, you know, trade you toilet paper for, you know, your wife and your dogs? Like, dude, <laughs> come on. Um, so. Yeah, we have to remember phone numbers. I'm making a conscious effort to remember phone numbers again. Oh, man. So you need to do that. You need to memorize my phone number, your dad's phone number. You already have Pam's. I mean, important phone numbers. You need to memorize them because that might happen to you. Uh, the next question is, do you know your mom's blood hey, type? I don't even know my own blood type. Like, I, I know. You don't know. That baffles me that people like, don't you know You know, it's funny. We were just type. talking about this with the virus and everything. Mom, mom, uh, yeah. Like one, of the, you know, one of the things about the virus was they were talking about the blood types may have a difference. And mom asked me, she's like, do you know your blood type? And I'm like, I was hoping you do, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Um, I mean, that's not something that they, I mean, it's not on your birth certificate. It's not on things. So really, unless you have surgery or you go in the, in some type of um, military or something, you don't know. I didn't know what my blood type was. You know when I found out? When I was in the Army. It was on my dog tags. See, I, I didn't really deal with a lot of the blood drawing. Like, when I was a kid, I went to the the room, the red dot, I guess is what we call yeah. it. Um, yeah. 
for when I was doing the epilepsy stuff. But because of the epilepsy, like throughout my childhood, I never got to get my blood drawn because I was always on the medicine. And when they heard that I was on the medicine, they were like, no, we can't do that. No, so you I always never, had I, to have your blood drawn, honey, because they had. That's why we took you to the red dot. Because no, I'm talking about like later on, like the blood drives and stuff. Like, oh, I, was I never, got you. Yeah, when I was old enough to remember things, like I was, like I never really got to really. Well, they well they don't just tell you that. That's the other thing too. Your doctor has to order that test. I mean, it's not like when someone comes and sits in the lab with me and I draw their blood. Like we know what their blood type is. That's a special test. It's called um, typing that they do. Um, and they do it when you like when you have surgery in case they need to give you blood. They want to know ahead of time what your blood type is. Um, so, I mean, that's not I have patients that ask me that all the time. Do you know what my blood type is? Nope. You have to ask your doctor to order the test, um, you know, or I tell them to look in their their hospital records. Oh, wow. It's a it's a kind of complicated process. So what is your blood type then? Because I'm not going to be able to know. A positive. Let's say, if you know what your dad's is, we can figure it out. Yeah, that'll be another big mystery right there. <laughs> or, or a guesstimation. Well, it should be on his dog tags, too. I was just, uh, I'm sure he's still got a set. I don't even know where they are. They're probably in his chest somewhere, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen them. I don't think I've seen this thing since I, if I even saw him as a kid. Yeah. Uh, the next question is, uh, do you know your mom's best okay. friend's name? In my defense, I... <sighs> <laughs> you well, already because, so. you already don't know the mom, answer to this. <laughs> I don't ever remember mom having a best friend. She's had like plenty of friends, but like throughout my childhood, she's always had. She's mom and Mark are like social butterflies. They they talk to everyone and anyone. Like anytime I would go in their summer, we would hang out with these this couple or or this this person. And then next summer, totally someone new. Yeah, but if I had to, say, I think I would say Kelly. Yeah. Kelly's been my consistent friend over the years, so probably so. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't really have a best friend. I have lots of really good friends. I'm lucky that I have just lots of good friends. And um, I guess I don't understand the whole best friend thing because I don't think friendships are just one person. Like, you can love and and have a bunch of friends, you know. Um, So. Um, Like, just to fill it in, like with Kelly and, and her husband David, like we, mom and Mark, like when we moved in that blue house, <laughs> Kelly and David bought the house right next to him where I was living in that house. Yeah. Then when mom and Mark moved down the street to a bigger house, Kelly and David moved down the street <laughs> to uh, the bigger house right yeah. close to it. Yeah. Um, and we then pretty that much was raised it, like, our kids together. Yeah. They had four girls, three girls. Oh, um, um, boy. Zach, where's it Zach? They had one boy and three girls. Well, really, two girls, but they had a bonus girl. So, yeah. Oh, do you remember? I w- I didn't know if I was gonna get this story or not, but Jessup took a shit on David's rug. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it happened. Your poor brother had to go to the bathroom. Remember, those houses only had one bathroom, and Mark was locked in ours because he used to go in there and do this annoying thing where he would tie up the bathroom for an hour because he would put his headphones on and go in there and do whatever he does on in that broom for an hour. We assumed he was on the toilet, but I don't can't imagine anybody sitting there that long um let's be honest he he, (laughs) that was his only way of getting away from me and Jessup. (laughs) that's the truth i think he was hiding in there that was like his place to to relax but um so he was in the bathroom and your brother couldn't get in there and he had to go so he went next door to david and kelly's but he didn't make like he had waited too long (laughs) so bless his heart he tried and he got some on (laughs) yes i remember that do you remember that when you when you had to walk to Granddaddy's one time to use the bathroom? 
<laughs> this is embarrassing, but I'm going to bust you up. So granddaddy calls me I, and I'm on the phone with him and we're watching you walk to his house. Right. And you walk, you walk halfway to his house. <laughs> and granddaddy says, I don't think he made it. And we look and you're walking back to the house. I remember that. <laughs> I blame Mark for that one. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny! And you came in the house and you were horrified. I was like, "It's okay, honey. It's all right. It happens." Like, oh, yeah. That's why you should always have two bathrooms in a house. <laughs> Oh my defense. Lena, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh god. We've lost her. We've lost her. <laughs> Alright, okay. Alright, what's the next one, Abby? <laughs> uh do you know your mom's favorite color? Blue. Yes. Dunsies. That one's easy. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding. Uh, do you know your mom's shoe size? Nine. Yes. I that was a solid guess. Dang. <laughs> I just I only I only know my mom's shoe size because we used to share <laughs> shoes sometimes. Oh, do you? Oh, this is so mean. But do you remember me and you torturing Jessup about? Uh, he wanted some new underwear, and I was like, he could just use mine. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica believed you, and you, and you were like, yeah, we'll just do that. And Jessica was crying. He was so mad. Do you remember when you, um, you told, when Mark and I were planning our wedding, and you had told Jessup that he had to be the flower girl? Do you remember that? No. Oh, my God. So he's in the car with Granny, and he's crying. He's just crying. And she's like, what is wrong? I mean, like, he's coming unglued. He's so upset. He's like... Vincent said I had to be the flower girl. Because <laughs> no, you walked me down the aisle. Um, but Jessup, we didn't know, you know, he didn't know. So that's what you told him. that <laughs> Because he was the youngest, he had to be the flower girl. <laughs> that's hilarious. God, he was horrified. He just really thought we were going to make him wear a dress. <laughs> do you, I do remember uh, one more thing about the wedding. Um, the ring. You were like, you had made me and Jessup, you were like, all right, we're going to do something funny to Mark. When when they ask for the ring, I want you guys to pull out. And you gave us those little quarter machine capsules. You it was like, a gumball machine. Yeah. yeah. I think you were like, it, um, you were like, uh, uh, I think it was me. I'm pretty sure it was me. It was um, you. You were like, when they ask for the ring, I want you to give this to me to give to Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about it, because, you know, that the, the preacher we had, we wanted our wedding to be fun. We wanted it to just be a fun time um, and to include you guys and, and all that. And um, so and the, the preacher we had was like, this is a solemn occasion. And, you know, you've got I mean, like he was very, very staunch. And he and so he had Mark scared to death. Mark didn't, which is crazy because, you know, Mark's a cut up anyways. Right. Um, right. And so like he basically threatened him with like his life if he messed the ceremony up. Well, I, on the other hand, got you guys in on it. So what's supposed to happen is the maid of honor has the ring. So what we did was we said when it was time to present the ring, you know, the maid of honor looks at me and she shakes her head and they go down, all down the line with the 
um, everybody else in the wedding party, like everybody's shaking their head like they've lost the ring, but you had it in your pocket in the um, bubblegum machine thing. So, yeah. yeah. But we went through that whole thing. It was all planned so that it looked like we had lost the ring and um, then you produced it from the, you're like, here, mom, I got this one. <laughs> like you had gotten <laughs> it out of a bubblegum machine. <laughs> so, it was cute. That's really cute. Vincent walked me down the aisle, and Jessup was a half a best man. Oh, <laughs> who was the best man that made him honor the wedding? I don't remember. Gene was the best man. That's and, right, Gene. Okay, okay, Mark's best yeah. friend. and Samantha was my maid of honor. I I remember Samantha now. Okay, okay. Ah, that would have been a good one for best friend. But you guys haven't talked in ages, right? No, we still talk. Um, we just kind of are running in different circles. That's the, the crazy thing about life. You have these friends that you absolutely love and you mesh with, but life kind of sometimes sends you in different circles. You know, you get busy doing other things and you don't connect with them. It doesn't mean that you're not friends anymore. Um, you yeah. just go in different circles. So, but I mean, I, I still talk to all my friends. I just may not talk to some as off, you know, it kind of goes in seasons depending on where we're all at in life. Question number nine. Uh, and we kind of covered this uh, a second ago, um, but it's, uh, do you know your mom's dating history before she had you? Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't need to ask that. <laughs> we don't need to ask that question. <laughs> All right. We can skip that one. Skip that one. <laughs> uh, num- number 10, what's your mom's favorite movie? Top Gun. Unless it's changed since I was a kid. No, I have a few favorite movies. I love Top Gun. I love The Heat. That is like, I really? love to watch that movie. I can watch, oh my gosh, <laughs> it cracks me up. Love that. When she has the cat, <laughs> she goes and kidnaps the cat. And she's like, this isn't even your cat, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. And I love Fried Green Chicken. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I want a Whistle Stop Cafe. I love, I want to have a whistle stop yeah. cafe. That'd be cool. I, it's one yeah. of the, we were talking, I, we were talking um, with Cassandra and, we were, and Vincent always gets surprised whenever he hears that I've seen movies. Yeah. <laughs> and so now. Hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, I want you to know you are not alone, Abby. Mom can't finish movies. I can't. I fall asleep. Okay, continue. Abby. Oh no, that was fine. It was just like now the only two movies that you know that I've seen are her and Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, out of all the movies, all the movies I've asked Abby about, she has seen a romantic one. Yeah, that's funny. Um, number eleven. Do you know your mom's celebrity crush? Tom Cruise. Unless that's changed. It's changed. He's gotten okay. really weird over the years. I mean, he's really yeah. big in Scientology. He's a weirdo. <laughs> He's a weird, like, when I was younger, he was, like, the heartthrob. But I'm going to tell you, he's, he's nuts. There's something really wrong with him. <sighs> Celebrity crush. I absolutely love Chris Young. Like, if I was younger, oh, yeah. Isn't he that country singer? <clears throat> oh, my God, yes. Oh, God, Mom, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. <laughs> Um. Uh, this one number twelve is. Do you know what your mom's favorite thing about your dad is or was? Oh. All right. For Mark, obviously comedy. 
yeah, he's he always makes me laugh. ever try. Yeah, he's always ever tried to make everybody laugh. Yeah. Um. For dad, I don't know. Like, I mean, I would say the same thing because you know, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I'm gonna go with with just humor for dad as well. My um, answer's gonna blow you away. Oh God, do I want to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not nasty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, your dad has a really good heart. And I think that you're a lot like your dad in those ways. He really does. You know, just because we're not married and it didn't work out between us doesn't mean that I don't. Um, I mean, I love your dad. He's the father of my children. He um, And he's a good person. He just wasn't good. We just weren't good together. But, right, you know, right. because we were young and dumb. But, I mean, your dad has a really, really good heart. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, and like, this, I guess this is a tease for Father's Day episode, you know, because um, we're going to have Mark and dad on. Mm-hmm. Um at some points, but, um, that's one of the things with dad is that, um, dad has raised not just me and Justin, but he's raised other people in my life, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been a father figure to a lot of your friends that needed him. Oh, I can hear you getting emotional. <laughs> I know. See, they're both, he's a lot like his dad that way. Yeah. His dad is a good man. He is. Um, and he's been a good dad. You know, and I can say one thing I can say about your dad is that he he apt. If there's anything you've ever mm-hmm. been sure of in your entire life, it's that he loves you and your brother. Absolutely. He does some crazy <laughs> shit, but <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, so but haven't we all? Oh, I mean, if we're gonna oh be here, haven't we all? He's done oh some crazy God. shit. Do you remember <laughs> when I came to visit you in Alabama and I get in the car with you the first time you're driving me around town and you <laughs> got Mexican music blaring in your car and you're jamming to this Mexican music. <laughs> so there's this big white kid in this little bitty car with Mexican music bumping. Oh, oh, um, do you remember when you and I, I'm pretty sure Mark was there, but I don't No, I don't think he was there. You took me and Justin to get pictures done. Do you remember uh, this? It was before I moved here. It was right before I moved here. So you sent, you mailed pictures to Pam and dad and dad decides to draw on them and send it back. I don't remember that. Yeah. We still have them framed. Dad framed that picture he drew on. You got to send so, me that. Take a picture and, of it and send it to me. I don't think I've he seen drew, that. He drew a mustache on me and he drew, he, he think he put devil horns or something. Just fucking with Jessica. <laughs> and then he sent it back to you. I remember you laughing hysterically when you saw him. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I hate I don't remember that. Send me a picture <laughs> of it so I can see it. Maybe it'll jog my memory. Okay. All right. What's the next one, Abby? Uh, do you know your mom's number one goal in life? I'm going to say to be a mom and not just to me and Jessup. And, you know, similar to dad, you know, she's had a lot of people like, um, you know, like Jessup and I has had plenty of friends over the years that mom and Mark had also, you know, um, Dylan, Ryan, um, Jessup's friends with military. But also dogs. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as me and Jessup were, you know, pretty much gone or whatever, you know, Mom and Mark, they were like, well, we're going to get a lot more animals now. <laughs> yeah, I had to have something to nurture. I can just, I'm so like, looking back now, I'm so much better. But can I just tell you, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> and I don't know why it's embarrassing, because honestly, it's real life, you know. Um, ugh. Empty nest syndrome is like really bad. Like I spent all my life being a mom and then all of a sudden, like eh, you're not a mom anymore. What? I I don't have anything to take care of. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, that shit's real, dude. It will mess with your head. 
So that's why I got Cooper. <laughs> Ember was old. Um, and so like, and it was kind of your brother's idea. I'm sure somebody probably told him, dude, if you want your mom to leave you alone, get her a puppy. So <laughs> that's what they did. I mean, I'm like so cliche. I'm like this cliche mom. Like I have no kids at home. I have nothing to take care of. I got to have something. So I get a dog and I get a big dog, but he's a puppy. But like, <laughs> he was like eight weeks, eight weeks when I got him. So yeah, Cooper was my, Mark calls him my 5k empty nest baby. <laughs> so, you know, because he says, you know, we had to put up a fence when we got Cooper. He goes to the vet every time he sneezes, you know, <laughs> like I take care of him like I did my kids. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when, um, you know, when Scooby died, like Mark didn't want Ember. Yeah, that was bad. He grieved like he, he loves animals. Um, so when the cat died and I'm just not a cat person, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I would never hurt one and I would never mistreat one. Of course, if it, I would feed it if it was hungry or whatever, just because of humanity. And, but I'm not a cat person. So her, losing the cats didn't bother me as much as it did him. Like I have the paw print, the vet gave us the paw print and he won't, he doesn't even want it. Like I have it in a drawer. He won't even look at it. Um, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of emotional too. You, it's hard to to see through some of that, but he's got a good heart. And like when Ember dies, I, he's going to have to take FMLA. Like he's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is, do you know what your mom's dream job was when she was a kid? Stripper. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't to be a nurse. Was it? No, I don't know it. I don't know it. I feel it like actually, I feel like you have told me this before, though. It actually was to be a nurse. Was it? I feel yeah. like there was something else, though. Wasn't there at some point? Um, I, you never wanted to be in the spotlight. I know that much. No, no, that's not for me. And I love to sing. Like I really had aspirations to do something with music. But yep, I guess I was going to be a singing nurse. And and the last question is, do you know where your mom's dream vacation would be? Yeah. (laughs) Any beach at this point. Yep. I am a beach girl. I love to just sit in a chair on the beach and be left alone. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all our life we were ever, we were at a beach or on a lake. Yep. I love water. Oh, I remember, like, you know, when I moved away, I didn't go to water as much, and then I started developing that fear I have now of, like, you know, uh, I'm not really good with water I can't see in. Yeah. You weren't there yet. You weren't there. Oh, I think it was last time we I came up there, me and Brendan. I want to say, I'm pretty sure. Um, Yeah, because the boat. Yeah, yeah. So you guys had you guys had the boat docked at that, that place or that, I guess that house. I don't remember what it was. It was, um, it was a private dock that we rented. Yeah, you weren't there. I think Brendan was with you, though, or Brendan was there with me and Mark and Granny or somebody else. But you were with whoever else we were going on the boat with, Grandma and somebody else. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mark dropped the boat keys in the water. And he's like, son, I need you to go down there and get them. And I'm like, I'm looking at the water and I'm looking at Mark and Mark's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Mark, I don't know if I could do this. He's like, if I hear that from you, I swear. And I was like, Mark, I don't know if I could do this. And he's like, 
you act like you've never been in the lake. He said, I've had you in the lake your whole life. And I was like, <sighs> I get down in the water and I'm like creeping, looking around. And Mark's like, are you going to grab my keys? You're just going to stand there. And you know, he's panicking, holding the boat or whatever. And I'm like, <sighs> hesitant. Mark's like, just go under the water, grab the keys. Yeah. I sat there for like five minutes with Mark, like debating. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Son? I didn't do this for you. I know. I get it. Yeah. I'm like that now too. The, I think the older we get when we're young, we don't see the danger in things. And like the older we get, we're like, oh, hell no, there's something down there that's going to bite me or touch me. or <clears throat> Yeah, because when I was younger, I loved roller coasters. This is totally unrelated. I'm squirreling, but it's the same <laughs> principle. Like the bigger the roller coaster, the higher the roller coaster. I loved roller coasters. But when I became a mom, I, I can't go on them. Like it was like the minute you took your first breath, I could not go on a roller coaster again because my biggest fear was I would die and nobody would be here to take care of you. And I don't mean nobody. I mean, you had a, you have dad and you have, but I mean like no mama, mm. you know, cause in my opinion, nobody, I don't care what anybody, nobody loves you like I do. Um, that's just a mom thing. Right. So like, yeah. So I think that as we get older, there's things that mess with our head and kind of, we don't have that innocent, no fear thing. So that's probably what's going on with you. Yeah. Um, You've become a pussy around the water because you know. I guess, but like in my defense, like, um, there's, I guess, I mean, I really got no defense. I mean, we don't. There's not really like as much closure here as it is there. You know, like, yeah. um, in North Carolina, I feel like everywhere we turn, there was fucking lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where the North Carolina is like the most sea level state out of any state in the United States. There's a lot of and that's there good was a lot of state Mark, they're in amphibians. That sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why the entire uh, Outer Banks is going to go under in the next two years. Right. That's why twelve washes out every year. And they have to keep rebuilding it. What was the biggest? Uh, I would say hard to take, but the biggest like scare me and Jessup gave you as kids. Honestly, you. I will never forget the first time you had a seizure. So I was a trained EMT in the military and you're sitting on the couch across the room from me and you get up and you go, mom, I don't feel good. And I was like, okay, well come here. You know, I was going to hold you in my lap, check your feel like, you know, see if you had a fever or whatever. And you, I mean, this room wasn't very big, so it wasn't like you had to walk far. And um, you literally got halfway to me and you collapsed in the floor. Oh my God. I don't think I will. That is something I honestly, I still have nightmares about that. I'll never forget that. Um, and so there I was, I, and we, and it was Thanksgiving. So I just thought you were, we had just had like turkey pot pie or something with leftover turkey. And I was afraid you were choking on something. So I had you down on the ground and I was trying to clear your airway and I'm screaming at your dad. I think your dad, yeah, your dad was, I was screaming at him, like call 911. And I'm trying to clear your airway. Cause I just know you're choking on something because your lips are turning blue. Like you literally, you were gone. You weren't breathing. Um, I mean, it was, it was traumatic to see that. So, um, yeah, that, that is a moment that, that scared me to death. Well, I guess to give Jessup a spotlight, do you remember when, uh, he had his friend Matthew's teeth go through his head? Yes, God. And he had to get stitches in his head. I could not be in the room with him because they had to strap him down to that papoose thing. 
And he was just looking at me and crying and screaming, you know, like, and I could almost hear him saying like, why are you letting them do this to me? You know? And I had to leave the room. I could not stay in there when they sutured up your brother's head. Cause I just couldn't take it now. And then what have him and I done to make you the proudest both? There's not one thing. You guys do a million things that make me proud of you. You guys are both amazing young men. Um, you have overcome a lot in your life, you know? Um, so, and I'm gonna tell you the hardest thing for me was, was taking you to Alabama. That was the hardest. One of the hardest things in my life was taking you to Alabama. I mean, I cried the whole 11 hour drive back. Like poor Mark, like he was like, what, what do you do with a woman that's cried for 10 hours? <laughs> like, you know, we'd stop at, um, I had to turn off the radio cause every song that came on reminded me of you guys. Um, and then, um, like we actually stopped at this truck stop to find like old eighties CDs to put on in the car, something that was unrelated to you guys that, um, wouldn't make me cry because I was inconsolable. That was a hard decision to make, but you've done well there. I mean, you've done, I feel like you, you found a group of friends there. Um, and you've always had an attachment to your dad. Um, you know, so I feel like looking back now, it was a good decision, even though it completely broke me. It was, it was the best decision for you. You, you thrived there when you weren't thriving here. I mean, yeah, I guess that is fair. Like, you know, obviously there were things that, um, Jessica and I had two different social experiences in school there and mine was the worst. I know. And I couldn't protect you from it. Oh my God. Like I wanted to quit my job and just go to school with you every day. Uh, you know, that's not, I mean, really like, and beat up the bullies and, you know, um, but I couldn't do it. So. And what about Jessup? What about him? Like, I mean, I'm assuming the military, I mean, that was something we never expected him to do. Well, it was either that or jail. <laughs> I mean, your brother was just at that point where, like, he was just wild as a buck. And he needed that. I think that was a very good thing for him. That experience was good for him because it it kind of, um, he's still wild, but it kind of reined him in. Can I just tell you, he texted me a little while ago. He's thinking, you know, him and Kenzie are working on buying land. That he He's always wanted to live in the country. I don't know where he gets this from but like this is his thing like he's just a country kid um and he wants to buy cows what the hell are you gonna do with cows yeah so that's his thing so you know he has his military disability so he doesn't have to work as much so he wants he just sent me this text guess we're gonna start looking for some cows one calf will cost me 500 to 650 dollars what the hell is he going to do with the cow? <laughs> so your brother wants to start raising cows. <laughs> he does some weird things. I mean, I do too, but he does some odd ass things. Open up a creamery. That'd be fun. Yeah. What's the, I guess, what is, what was the funniest thing him and I have done? Out of all the stories you told, what is, what has always been like, the one thing that makes you get, obviously I guess me shitting myself 
Oh my god, I can't think. Oh, funniest thing you guys have done. God, there's been so many I can't I just I can't think. You know, we were a pretty dysfunctional family, but to be honest, we had a lot of laughs. I mean, we laughed a lot. You know, we're also desperately trying to get this parenting thing right. And you have two kids that are night and day and you're trying to like do family things and you like what the hell do you do with two kids who are so completely different? Because somebody's going to be disappointed. You know, I'm just going to have to go along to a soccer game when they really could care less, but you can't leave your kid at home. Um, You know, or somebody's going to have to go sit through a movie that they really don't want to watch. So um, you guys were just so cute. You guys were so cute. I will say, I remember one of the soccer games. Um, It was one of the ones we traveled long, long distance. Like, I don't think we were in North Carolina. We had to have still been in North Carolina, right? We Mm -hmm. had to leave state for that. Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) <laughs> the this was like a big huge part um and i was like you know i was always trying to find things to keep me busy so i climbed a tree and i fell out and hit every branch on the way down and like, oh my god i was okay I, it, I was okay it wasn't like a major tree but like all the people were standing around just watching me climb and <laughs> <laughs> oh wow and i got up and just like almost ran to you and Mark and I was like I don't want to be around any other human beings right now <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> where do you see you know with everything going um, with you and Mark like as far as like you know you have the dogs you know the the, the jobs are still going um, like what do you what do you want what's next for you what do you want to do else in life now I mean you said go back to school but I mean is that all I mean I've done so much in my life. So what else is there left to do? I guess I'm just going to, you know, work on honestly preparing for my retirement years. You know, that's something that weighs heavily on my mind at my age. And I'm like, okay, like I see people retiring. I'm like, shit, what do you do now? Like you just go home and do nothing. Um, so yeah. And I don't mean like, but I mean, financially preparing because I don't ever want to be a burden on my kids. I don't want you guys to ever have to like, you know, like, what are we going to do with mom? She can't buy her medicine or, you know, I have elderly patients. We have a lot of older people. Um, and I see so many things that they go through and I'm like, God, I don't want to do that to my kids. Not that I'm blaming them, but if I can avoid it now, you know, so I guess financially preparing for those years. Um, and then I guess pretty much just living the hell out of life. Cause God, I'm middle aged now. Do you know how do you know how sobering that is? You don't at your age, but let me just tell you, like it's sobering because you mm-hmm. think like I'm halfway done with living. Like what now? Do you remember when um, Poppy came to visit? The only time I remember me seeing him. <laughs> yes. So for listener, he he's. Me and Jessup didn't understand anything he said at all. <laughs> right. At all. Right. He didn't speak English. So he mom did. and grandma. He did, but he didn't like to speak English. And even when he spoke English, he had such a thick accent, you couldn't understand what he said. So grandma decides that she's going to cook authentic food for us that night. Yeah. And I, do you remember how that, how that ended up coming out for me and Jessup? Uh-uh. Tell me. 
I don't remember what all she made. Um, there was rice, there was beans, there was a weird meat. I think. <laughs> I know it wasn't normal. It was pork. And that called it. <laughs> yeah, it was pork. It, Joseph yeah. nor I liked any of it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, Cuban food takes, you know, it's not hot. They use a lot of garlic. They use a lot of cumin, a lot of onions, bell peppers. So, you know, it's a very, very, it's good food. It tastes good. You just, it was something that your palate wasn't used to because you were used to like, you know, fried chicken and fried beans and (laughs) pizza, chicken nuggets. Macaroni, cheese, and hot dogs. Right, exactly. Like I didn't make yuca for you guys, which you probably don't remember what that is, but that's like a root. Yuca's like. Uh, a, a, or cassava I remember the first time that mom introduced me to ranch and pizza oh yeah I love ranch and pizza I yes. am one of those I do, too. I do too it's good with granny what what is what was do you what was it like the first time you met granny um fine like I mean, you I don't even remember the first time. I like I kind of remember meeting her the first time, but I don't. I don't remember when time, I met her for the first time either. It's like she's always been there. I don't remember. I, 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 but I remember meeting her mama for the first time. Do you remember her? I think so. Mark's great grandma. The one that lived. She died a couple years after we kind of all became a family, but um, yeah. Yeah, so granddaddy's wife. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's what I was making sure. Okay, yeah. So she was about four foot eleven, tiniest little woman. And I remember the first time I met her because Mark said, you know, he introduced me as his girlfriend, whatever. And she says to me, and I didn't even ask her. I don't know why she said this, but she said, "Well, just so you know, you don't pay attention to anything that I say to him, pointing to Mark, because he's my favorite." Or something like that, like basically letting me know like he could do no wrong, and like that was her eyeballs, and <laughs> and you know, so in this little four foot one, and she's basically saying, you know, this is my favorite grandson, and um, you know, you better like mind your p's and q's. I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about bringing it up, but Mark's brother, um, my uncle Brad, yeah. Him and I are way more alike than me and Mark, and Jessup was way more like Mark. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of happy. I mean, she's my she's fun to go out with. One thing about my mother in law, she's she's it's changed as she's gotten older and not felt so well. But honestly, I could call her and be like, "Hey, I'm going to go um, climb trees. You want to go? Yeah." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> she never hesitates. I mean, do you remember Granny was doing Taekwondo with us? Um, kind of. Do you remember? Um, when you're when you guys your brother got a dirt bike did he and um like she rode the dirt bike i remember that now <laughs> like yeah i mean my mother-in-law is a pistol you know there's even at her age she's um like she'll be 70 this year and there's never anything that i could call her and say hey i'm gonna go do this and i need someone to go with me why don't you go she's like okay do you remember Oh my God! Uh, so, what year? What? When did Joseph graduate boot camp? Don't make me. I don't know. I don't if, it was, if it wasn't yesterday, I forget. So, <laughs> uh, well, it was. It was. It wasn't too too long ago. I mean, no. but it, it was obviously like year a few like probably four at least four years ago, four or five. So yeah. we go. He graduated. Um, 
there. You know what I'm getting? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember where where was that island we stayed at though. We didn't st- we stayed a good bit away from Paris Island, but we, yeah. we stayed. In- I can't remember. It was somewhere in South Carolina, but yeah. Oh my god! So are you going to talk about beer pong? Yeah. Yes. So to give everyone, <laughs> so, so we stayed at this house. Pam and Dad and me drove up there. Um, yeah. Mom, Mark, Jessup, Kenzie, his wife, uh, and her family. Think of, yeah, her her parents, um, Granny, and then that night after we picked Jessup up and brought him back. Um, Tyler, was it Tyler? Yeah. Tyler, Jessup's best friend. Um, there's a whole come. bunch of us. We rented this huge house. Uh, someone yeah. else was there. It was, it was one of my aunt. Your si- one of your, your sister. Oh, my there. sister, Becky. Yeah. Aunt <laughs> Becky was there. So yeah. we're all hanging out, you know, we're drinking, we're having a good time. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know where I was when it was going on, but we had started, we started playing, um, beer pong a little bit and then, but it wasn't my turn. So, um, Jessup, somehow another, were you there when it happened? I don't remember where you were. I don't either. I just but, know you guys were. Pl- I didn't play beer pong. You guys were down there playing beer pong with your granny. <laughs> I remember going back down there, and then Jess was and like, "She won." Yeah, Jess was like, "Granny beat me at beer pong." Beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's this young marine just fresh out of boot camp. You know, thinks he can kick everybody's ass in the world, and his granny beats him at beer pong. Like, what do you do with that? And then Granny's just sitting there, like, 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 not, not, she didn't understand what's going on, but she was like thinking, like, it was just another day for her. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, what? What's the big deal? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We taught her how to play, um, Nerds. Nerds is so yeah. fun. And <laughs> it is. So we taught her how to play one night, and she, my, my mother in law's really competitive. Like, she's really competitive. And, um, she couldn't remember the name of the game. Now, you know, when you go out, you have to say nerds. Well, she couldn't remember the name of the game. And Mark and I just kept playing. We were like, not because she was killing us. You know, we were not going to let her have it. Um, and she threw her whole body across the table. She's like, I don't care what the name is called. I won. Stop playing. Because <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't remember nerds. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. We've had a lot of good times. Yep. Life wasn't always perfect, but everybody came out alive. <laughs> nobody got anybody pregnant in high school, which I was glad for. Um, nobody's in jail. Nobody has a drug problem. And the grand scheme of things, you guys have turned out well. <laughs> Hopefully you've come out somewhat unscathed. <laughs> but I don't think anybody comes out of life unscathed. And I know that there's no perfect families and that we all desperately try to do things just as good as we can. And you're, you always try to do, at least most people, this is, you know, what most people do is your goal is to try to do everything you can to give your kids everything they want and to um, be the very best parent that you can. But honestly, we're all human and we are a bunch of screw ups. So if there's anything that I've, that I leave behind for you guys that I hope that you remember. I don't want you to remember, Hey, my mom always did this right. My mom cooked this right. Just remember that I loved you because I do a lot of other things. Not very well. I hope that you can always remember my mom loved me. And I guess that'll bring us to the um, wrap up question. Um, If you could give any personal advice to a young mom you know, possibly who was in your shoes with the military, but someone who's just starting out with um, one, maybe two kids, but trying to figure out her life. 
Um, what would you say to that person now? I would say <clears throat> this was something I wish somebody would have told me. Yes, put your kids first. Your kids need to come first, and you because you're the only one at the end of the day. You, they're parents. I don't, I'm not going to discount dads, but as parents, you know they're the only ones that are 100% committed to their kids. Like I don't expect the person down the street to be as committed to my kid as I am. But keep that in perspective so that in 20 years when your kids leave the nest and want and need to start their lives, which is what they should do. You shouldn't be living at home at your parents' house in your 30s. You know, you should be out building your own life. Um, make sure that you don't lose yourself in that because I did. I lost myself. Think about it. All my friends were either um, moms of your guys' friends, um, for the most part, everything about my life was with my kids. So when they're, they leave the nest, you're lost. So, and that's something that, that I wish I could have gone back and redone. Um, you know, had a career on the side, did things, even though I always worked, they weren't, it was careers. It wasn't a, you know what I mean? Like something that was going to be separate from raising you guys. Everything I always did had a means to an end. It was always about being able to afford to get you what you needed or taking this job because it paid more, not necessarily because it was I wanted to do. Um, so don't lose yourself. Make sure that you're also preparing for your life because raising your kids is just a part of that. Does that sound selfish? No. I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a huge, um, I mean, it has been, you know, the, that's kind of a weight that women have been carrying for a long time where it's like, you get to choose, you either get a family or you get a career, you either get your family or you get your life. And who's to say that they can't all be the same thing. Yeah, I think, I think you can, I think it's, it's tough, but you can. And if you don't, you're, you're treading dangerous territory for the second half of your life. Because then you're lost and then you're laying on your deathbed and you're like, shit, this is it. <laughs> you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, if I could tell any young woman that it's, you know, yes, absolutely. Love your kids and, and be the best mom you can. But don't forget about you, because if you lose yourself and then when your kids get older and you're that mom that they've been their whole life, like I did this to your brother a lot worse than I did it to you was it's hard to cut those apron strings, you know? Um, so you're constantly like, I haven't heard from my kid in two days. I got to figure out where he's at, what he's doing. No, you don't. You know, you, you need to, we need to step back and let our, and especially men, let our young men grow up. You know, like my husband always says, pop the titty out of his mouth and let the boy grow up. It's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. Like he joked to me. It was like, you know, when your brother was in boot camp, he's like, what do you want me to send him a fake titty? You know, no, <laughs> I want to go hug him because his drill sergeant is being mean to him. And that's my baby. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> um, so it's so important that young moms don't lose themselves. That is probably the one regret. But I've my eyes have been open. That's one of the reasons why I started my makeup business too. Like I needed something to do. Right. So, and now I have a business that I can trade toilet paper and flushable wipes and a bottle of vodka <laughs> for a tube of mascara. Nice. I actually did that. <laughs> that's a lot. That's amazing. 
Are you crying? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I had my, I had my blanket up. That, you know that one you knitted? It's been cold as shit in here, so I've just been wearing that. Yeah, now I know I have to make an ear. Your uncle wants one now, so. Do you know how long it takes me to Which freaking uncle? crochet a blanket? Because I have all this yarn. I My hope chest is full of yarn. So that's what I've been doing with all this quarantine time is crocheting. I'm crocheting washcloths. And what else can I, you know, tie in a knot that could be useful? So I have to start on a blanket for him. Um. So, yeah. Um. I guess with that being said, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day, Lena. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your love with us. It's it's very honestly inspiring. It it, it, it fills Good. my heart with a lot of joy. Well, I love you, son, more than anything in this world. So, like I said, if there's ever anything else that you need to know about, know your mama loves you. This episode of Personalized features Vincent's mother, Lena Davis. You can reach Lena at uniqueproducts.com forward slash Lena Marie Davis, along with her Instagram at Scrubs and Mascara. Do you want more great podcasts like Personalized? You can go to gravityundone.net and find other podcasts such as Space Brains, Exit Plan, and My Creativity. And we would love it if you followed us on social media at PDPcast or left us a review on your favorite podcast platform such as Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Also, as a Mother's Day special, you can look at our show notes and find the link to the quiz that I asked Vincent and Lena so you can play with your mother this Mother's Day. Send us your results on social media. Let us know how you did. And lastly, I am Abby Rose. You can follow me on Twitter at AbbyRoseVO or check out some of the work I'm doing at HeyIt'sJally.com. Rushing wood, wood rush, rivering. I am body bone and dust to wind. The storm of sea wave unraveling. Where the raven flies, I will lie floating, wavering, then gracefully crashing the sand into mountains. And upon my chest, you will run, you will rest, you will pile up your pillars made of me who blows them down. Can you fathom deep? This unseen, can you trust in this? The fruits I yield, I yield to you to shape them.
Child, lay your body, listen deep. There's a heartbeat in the step that you take, that you choose, that you listen to. Suit yourself with skin, scurry quickly toward the undertow, and over it all is a blanket of breathing. Catch upon your tongue, palm the speaking for the turning of the inner ear to silence and the rising of the tones in bells of pebbled wind and the sigh of the stillness of the pond you float upon as a cloud to the rainstorm. Son to me as mother is to you, I was made to grow these blowing and receding gusts of wind and lust and wave. Only if I'm trampled, bare and cold Will my arms cease to hold you Only when I cease to be Only if I My name's Olivia, and this is the Y2K podcast. I found a bunch of files on my mum's old laptop. It's 20-year-old voicemails between my mum and a friend of hers. Hi, Kat. You always know when something's off, don't you? Jess, oh, that feels so great. That was Rachel. She's... <laughs> wow. I feel... Uh, empty. Sending you hugs across all the oceans. Oceans of hugs? That's perfect. Y2K. New episode every Friday all through 2020. Starting January 3rd.